rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, hello, good evening. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We meet at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. We have a regular spot every Saturday evening from 6 to 8. I hope you can hear me. My headphones seem a little bit low in my ears, but... And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app or SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review and on iTunes. That helps. And become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That's how we're going to keep going and growing. We are the liberal media. I can't do it alone. I'll do my part. I'll show up until they drag me out of here. But I can't do it without you. That's the bottom line, guys. I'm not kidding. And you know it. Obviously, you do because you wouldn't be here. And yeah, okay. Well, we usually meet on Saturdays, like I said, from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. We do these weekday specials. Ultimately, the goal is to have a show every single day, every weekday, and then do specials over the weekend. But we need patrons in order to do that. We need to be able to fund a full-time show. So if you like the show and you want it to grow, become a patron. That's how it works. We don't have billionaires backing us up. We only have each other. So I can't stress it enough. I'll do my part, but this really is a community effort. And if you're as annoyed at the world and you want to do something about it, this is where it begins. I believe that 100,000%. We don't win a country that works for all without a real liberal media. Just like the colonists didn't rise up against the king and the aristocracy and overthrow a corrupt system that had them that had their ancestors for thousands of years under the thumb of an intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy they didn't do that without the podcasters of their day which were the pamphleteers so we do this together we're up against not just the right-wing media but the so-called liberal media which is outlets like CNN and, and MSNBC. They're not the liberal media. They are the corporate media, espousing a kinder, gentler type of fascism, which is a corporatism, a fa- you know, same thing, really, that want, is, a little, is a little bit more inclusive on the outside. You know, it likes, it's all about the, it's all about the outside, really. But fundamentally, structural change, that don't go look into the corporate media to talk about this actual structural change we need to, to fix this government, to make a government finally work for all, have a seat at the table, all of us. Is that so hard to goddamn do? I guess it is, only because we're up against not only the corporate media, but the greed, greed, 
is now the only American value, it seems. That's it. There's no more e pluribus unum. There's none of that shit anymore. There's no getting together and doing great things like going to the moon. No, 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 no. We, the best we can do is we can't do it. We don't have enough, right? We're broke. We got no money. Remember how John Boney used to cry, we're broke, we're broke. Yeah, we're so broke. We're not broke. You know what's broke? Our moral compass is broke. What else is broke is the dumb American people. We're, they're goddamn broke. Intellectually. They want to get, half of them want to get back to brunch. The other half are too stupid to know the goddamn, who their friends are. So, I'm annoyed. How can you not be? It's bad enough you got to be in lockdown. Haven't we suffered enough? This is what I cry every day when I have to, when I, well, I guess I don't have to. I guess I could just quit. I could quit this job and say F it. And who knows, maybe one day I will. I'll say I've had enough of this shit. But watching corporate media, have you seen what's going on on the corporate media? Every goddamn day that that Twitler bastard gets a gets a press conference. Why? Why are we dragged unwillingly to his 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 Trump and Z rallies every single goddamn day? What's the point? What is the purpose of this? So today he came out whining about the WHO. That's his new fall guy. That's the party of personal responsibility, you see. They don't take responsibility. They only stick to that motto when trying to deny you health care. That's when they tried out the party of personal responsibility or when they pretend that they that they care about the deficit. You know, it's all about slapping, slapping that medicine out of your hand or granny, throwing granny over a cliff or making granny choose between her rent and her, and her health care. Then they're all about responsibility or we're broke, we're broke. You know what's broke? We, we are broke in a lot of ways. Our souls are broke. The, uh, our denial is certainly not broke, though. We're in a lot of denial here. We have a lot of so-called Democrats in denial, for Christ's sakes. Thinking that, I don't know, they're still begging for a trickle. I can't stand it, frankly. I really want to wake them up. In fact, I believe that those, the DLC Democrats, we have, we have more hope with them. I don't have any hope for the right-wingers. They're morons. Have you taken a trip on tw- on Twitter lately? You want to cry? You want to get embarrassed for the human race? Go on Twitter and look at any GOP tweet or whatever. Some bullshit that Twitter is tweeting out. You go on there and you will find the rant. I mean, of course, a lot of them are, are Russian bots. You got to check into that, too. But you'll find the random dum-dum, the, tr- the random trump on there praising this tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes, this sexual predator 
the fake invoice creating trust funded serial bankrupt who is a laughing stock who real legitimate business people laughed at and that's why we're here today because the thin-skinned con man couldn't take a joke because he knows what a joke he is that's really it when somebody if somebody calls you a name you only re- react angrily if you believe it someone says oh you i don't know if somebody called you or a flying purple people eater you just be like that's ridiculous But if somebody calls you, uh, let's say Trump, if somebody calls Trump, says they call him a name, they say, oh, he's not a a real businessman. He's not a real billionaire. He gets offended because he knows it's true. That's why it's always about us, how we are, how we feel inside. If somebody calls you a name, you don't react. If you're a mature, an emotionally mature, normal adult, a functioning adult, you're just like, okay, whatever. Have a nice day. Whatever. Because you're grown up. Not this, this effing gigantic toddler. And what's wrong with us? I have to keep asking. And I guess I will keep asking, and it'll probably be on my tombstone. What the hell is wrong with us? Why do we continue to play into it? I know why. Because the corporate media has absolutely no interest in, in, in fulfilling their constitutionally ascribed and prescribed role of informing the populace, they have absolutely no interest in that. That's not, that doesn't give them bucks. That doesn't, that doesn't funnel money into the pockets of the CEO. That's not why they're in business, you see. They're not here to educate the American people and make them and inform them enough to have a functioning government. What's the purpose? Of what does it mean to be an American? What is the purpose of a government? What's the meaning of life? It all goes down to that. They have no interest in informing the American people. Not at all. They want you dumb. That's why it is. it costs less money, you see, for them. They don't want to send reporters around the world to inform everyone about the shit that's going on about what it really means to live in an, in a functioning, constitutionally limited democratic republic, to educate the American people? No. To divide? That's what they do. That's what they want to. They want to divide the people. You think they could take a minute and inform the American people about what it means to have a, a republic entrusted to them? What that takes? No, of course they want to get back to brunch. That's why they, they like their access, you see. They don't want to piss Twitler off. So instead of engaging in journalism, they think, I guess there are many people that agree with them. Dum-dums watching MSNBC and the corporate media thinking, oh, this is journalism, sitting in front of a con man, throwing Questions at a con man 
and then spending the rest of the evening circle jerking about it when he says nothing oh we're gonna cut away now they like as if that redeems them somehow we're gonna cut away to discuss what the lies why are they even there I'm I'm content I, I'm sorry I keep asking this question why are they there is there a purpose to this? And now I'm hearing them on the, the corporate media saying they're discussing the fact that many Americans like you and me, normal people, real, actual, patriotic Americans who are, have a dream of a functioning democracy and a decent middle class that's economically vibrant and knows what the F is going on, and isn't too worn out from their three uniquely American low-paying jobs that they are able to participate in civic life, in the civic duty of a functioning republic. But, you know, no, they have no interest. The corporate media, they're not, they, they're, uh, now they're discussing how some people, you know how it goes, some people are not happy that we play this press press conference all the time. Well, fucking look at yourself. Look in the mirror, Chuck Todd, and everybody else on that network. What is wrong with you? You fake ass Democrats. I'm sure they all think they're really nice Democrats who want to get back to brunch. How is this helping this country? Who is the executive producer over there? Freaking Christ. Yeah, you're right, Stan, on the chat. Trump is good for the body bag business, that's for sure. Nobody's ever seen. The body bag business is booming now, going through the roof. We have mass graves like no one's ever seen. Stronger, powerful, highly respected people are all saying how we have so many body bags like no one's ever seen. No one's ever seen it before. We didn't know before how many body bags that there could actually be. Like no one's ever seen it. Every effing day. Like nobody's ever seen. Yeah, well, I, my brain is melting out of my ears like nobody's ever seen. Because every time I have to, I'm listening to this overgrown toddler. That, for what reason? Why? Why are they doing this to this country? They hate this country? Is that what it is? Ultimately, they, do they really hate it that much? I know they're so happy that they got their Joe Biden in there as if, as if burning Bernie Sanders and people who supported him. It's not about Bernie Sanders. As if that's, that was the game in itself. No, honey, that's just the first goddamn inning. You got a whole game to play against this dictator envying con man. And you lost the first time. So why in God's green flat earth are you playing the 2016 playbook again? I'm, I'm, I'm really beside myself. I had to make the fan higher because it's getting hot in here. Unreal. Unfreaking real. So, yes, I know it's not actually Groundhog Day today. 
I named the show Groundhog Day. Something like, what did I name the show? I can't remember. I couldn't remember. I, it's not the point. That's not the point that it's not Groundhog Day. I know it's not Groundhog but doesn't it goddamn feel like it? Every goddamn day? The same shit? Listening to the same whiny little bitch con man complain and deflect blame like a toddler? I, n- I never saw, I, I mean, children behave like this. Nieces, my nieces and nephews, when they were little, did, never had so many excuses. It's like, he never, he, it's, not, it's not even him, though. I was going to say, he never grew up. It's whatever. He is sick. We know that. It's really about us. Because we have to participate. Why do we participate? That's the problem. This is the reflection of how, how bad it is. And God damn it. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day and trickle-down America. Repeating the same mistakes. Expecting different results. What is it going to take? I don't know. Oh, wonderful. They all, they're all endorsing Joe Biden. Well, that, that's not the game, though, you see. Unfortunately, more than just DLC Democrats get to vote in the election. Independents vote. Right-wing independents. Left-wing independents. All kinds of people. Socialists. Fake Democrats, like Claire Caskells. She gets to vote. All the Trump Z's, they get to vote. That's really unfortunate, isn't it? Too bad. The the uh, pussy hat wearing uh, wine cave crowd who want to get back to brunch. Too bad it's not just them who get to vote. It's all the people who saw their jobs go overseas. It's all the people that have relatives incarcerated in the most incarcerated country under the sun. It's everyone who has no health care. It's the 85 million Americans who are underinsured or have no insurance. Zero. In in the middle of a pandemic. It's those ones. It's the one-third who can't retire. It's people who are pissed off and sick of it. And that's why instead of voting for the most qualified woman that they could have voted for in uh, 2016, as we heard again and again how qualified she was, instead of voting for her, they voted for a gigantic orange con man with a documented history of money laundering for the Russian mob. Not just documented, he was fined. For that. Oh, well, you know, fake news, fake news. Serial bankrupt tax cheat who attacks, who, who his entire life, there's not one incident of being the champion of the people. In fact, we have documented incidences of him attacking the people, calling them lazy, not paying them. Uh, 
going after them in, uh, in systematic campaigns of harassment to get them out of his rat-infested, tacky buildings so he can j- jack up the rent on somebody, on some other sucker. A long history of being nothing but a bottom feeder, a, a bottom crawler, a disco prowler. So they'd rather have that. That's how stupid they made this country. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you, establishment. I know that, like James Carville says, the establishment doesn't exist. We're, we're just boo-boo. It's, ima- it's our imagination. Because you'd never, you would never imagine. You know, not a, an establishment. Yeah, you, no, one, you, no one ever heard of powerful interests getting together to maintain their power. Make sure that nobody got in the way of their bank account. No one ever heard of something like that. Powerful people buying government. No one ever heard of that. What? That's so weird. I guess we're the least upwardly mobile. The United States went from the most to the least upwardly mobile in 40 years. I guess we went. that happened because we suck. We just suck. We're just the worst the working class, um, I guess the the CEO class now makes 450 times the lower worker because they deserve it. We just make we just suck 450 times more. They're just 450 times greater than us. They work harder. We don't. We I guess we're not pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps enough. To marry a corporate lobbyist or somebody who has a fake university and a vitamin scam. You know, anybody could be something here in America. You just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and become a nude model who marries a con man. That's how it works. If you, all this bullshit about working hard and playing by the rules, you're nothing. You got no power. And they're not afraid of you. That's why we, we don't have a, an actual functioning government that works for the people. This is why they threw a giant orange bloated con man Molotov cocktail into the system. And regardless of what's going on right now, I am in, in fear that they're going to do it again. Just because the DLC Democratic Party, honestly, I don't know who's worse. Them or the Republicans, frankly. I don't know who's worse. Yes, the DLC Democrats are better. But how long are we going to hear this shit constantly? That the status quo is the best that we can do until... Until when? When when do we get a seat at the table? That's what I want to know. When is the pe- when will the people have enough that they finally say enough is enough? I'm really tired of I'm I don't know who I'm more exhausted by because I expected from the Trumpanzies. They're dumb. 
We know that. They're easily duped. They're stupid. They go on Twitter. I don't, it, it makes you want to vomit. They're worse. They take a cue. They take a cue from the Jared Kushners, the Mick Mulvaney's, all that crowd. Because before they say anything, they have to, they, they give Twitter the internet equivalent of a blowjob. Just down there, working it, working it, working it, like it was their second job. Sucking his ass, metaphorically, talking about how great he is, what a, how lucky we are. Do you feel lucky? I don't know. I feel lucky I, knock on whatever, am not sick in this sick-ass country where I got to go on GoFundMe to beg for medical care. I mean, not today. could happen tomorrow. I'm really sick of it. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm, I don't know who I'm more exhausted by. That's what... I'm so confused about it's not confusion it's more it's just exhaustion I expect it from the right wingers but I guess on I had higher hopes I always had higher hopes for Democrats but they're so-called Democrats honestly just like we're the real patriots we're the real Democrats here FDR Democrats what is a Democrat I'm still asking that question, just like I've been asking the question of Republicans, the average Joe Republicans. What is the what's what 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 have Republicans ever done for average working people? I've been asking that question forever. I have yet to get an answer. I'm still asking the Democrats. It's not the same question. It's a it's a question I'm not getting an answer to. What's a Democrat? What does it mean to be a Democrat? Does it mean that health care for some? Living wages for some? Higher education for some? Retirements for some? Is that it? Is that what your definition of a Democrat is? Or is it incremental change? We have been so beaten. There is no change in incremental change. You're you're falling down a, you're rolling out of a, down a hill. I mean, I'm trying to think of the metaphor. It's not that. No, you're not even rolling down a hill. You're like falling, dead falling out of a building. Where's the incremental change? You, you got a, an incremental net? We, you could save yourself by hitting every branch incrementally on the way down. Here's a subsidy. I am so tired of the subsidy crowds. That's part of the problem. Do you realize if you're a DLC Democrat, please, and you got you have the ear of the ivory tower, wine cave, so-called real Democrats, please ask them for me. How how many subsidies that or or ask them why they think throwing a subsidy at the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap disparity nation is good enough when we used to be the most upwardly mobile. And 
we used to have the slightest income gap, the, sl- the smallest. How is throwing a subsidy at a few people at the bottom, how does that work? How, does that, how is that even incremental change? I want to know. That's not incremental change at all because you're not changing anything. You're not doing anything that's changing a goddamn thing. You are keeping the broken system intact while making yourself feel better by, by giving somebody a subsidy. Then you can sleep at night while we, while we plunge into oligarchy permanently. When ultimately what happens then, not only do you prop up a broken system, you, you give subsidies. You're not giving subsidies to the people. You give subsidies to the broken system that props it up for the next generation. And then you turn the divided states against each other. The, you, the, you turn us into tears. The American people are tiers of different factions. Some get a subsidy, some don't. There's people over here that are hanging by a thread, and those a little higher on the ladder get resentful at those who are lower instead of turning their energy where it belongs, at the effing top, at the elites, the ones who are throwing the subsidies, the ones who are bought and paid by the system that they are propping up with those goddamn subsidies. Like in this coronavirus, who, who how dare you, so-called Democrats, come out here with bullshit plans about lowering Medicare to age 60. Are you kidding me? In the middle of a pandemic, that's why the United States, it is, yes, it's Twitler. He sucks. He's, there is no getting around it. He's a monster. But the system is set up so that we, of course we have the highest rate of the coronavirus. It's not just Twitler. The entire system is sick. Twitler's a goddamn parasite sitting on top of the, t- of the system, engorging himself on the, on the sickness. It's the system. And what just the, what, what did I just see right now on uh, Common Dreams? Nothing but a taxpayer subsidy to insurers. Democrats float plan to backstop for-profit health care during the COVID-19 pandemic. Democrats are doing exactly what the insurance companies want by expanding COBRA. What we need is Medicare for all. This is an article from, uh, how do you pronounce that name? Owen Higgins? House Democratic leader... Well, hold on. Let me start again. House Democratic leadership came under fire Tuesday after it was reported a, that a proposal is now under consideration to backstop for-profit health care insurance companies with taxpayer dollars instead of simply opening public programs like Medicare and Medicaid to those laid off or uninsured amidst the coronavirus outbreak ravaging the country. You see, that's what's going on. I told you, didn't I tell you on day F and one of this shutdown pandemic 
that we're not getting the subsidies. What they're going to do is funnel more money into the for-profit health insurance racketeers. They don't give a shit. That's their bread and butter. How do you keep such an unessential industry alive? Not only are they not essential, these filthy, disgusting health insurance rackets, they are killing us. They kill more Americans every year than the goddamn coronavirus. 35,000 Americans needlessly die every year for generations. You son of a bitchin' insurance racketeers. How dare you? Yeah, they're worse than Al-Qaeda. These mother effers. And the Democrats? Are you kidding me? They know the answer. They know the answer to the question. It's not a subsidy to Aetna. You're giving the for-profit parasite another boost of life when you should be shriveling it down to the size where you can drown it in a bathtub. Disgusting. It, it disgusts me because they know better. It's just because of greed. They refuse to do anything about it. That's who they're bought by. They don't give a shit. You think that they are afraid of us? This is the, the, the kind of policy you propose when you don't have any respect for the American people. You want to have your cake and eat it too. Look what we're doing. Oh, I, Mr. President, please open the exchanges. Are you kidding me? So the American people who don't have $400 in the bank can not afford insurance from a for-profit company? And even if they can't afford it, then they, have, they can't afford to use it because it's $10,000 deductible. I hate this goddamn greed-centered kiss-up, kick-down system. It must be trampled and that's what the the Trump Anzis thought they were doing when they threw that orange Molotov cocktail into the mix but they were just throwing another parasite in there they didn't realize that some of them thought okay this isn't working for me here take this have fun with this it's like playing hot potato with an orange grenade they, hey, you know, um, unfortunately, this is how fascism takes root. Fascism comes in riding the wave of division, the fissures of disunity. And, this, and the Democratic Party, this is the best they can do. Haven't they heard the good news about Medicare for all? Haven't they heard that 70% of the American people want Medicare for all. That's just now. We're talking about left-wingers, right-wingers, conservatives, independents. They're sick of it. No, 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 but you know who doesn't want Medicare for all? Aetna. Blue Cross. Cigna. It's too much money, you see, to deny Americans care. 
we're supposed to be so concerned about this coronavirus? How many Americans die? How many die yearly? This has been going on for years. 35,000 Americans needlessly dying. That's okay, though, for Nancy Pelosi? Under this proposal, first viewed and reported by Vox, the cost of COBRA, an existing program which allows laid-off and furloughed workers to continue to buy into their employer-provided insurance plan. And you know how much that is. I had to buy COBRA once or twice. And it's more than my goddamn mortgage. That's the way it is. You go on the exchange. These insurance racket companies are $1,000. You don't get a subsidy? I don't get a subsidy. I make too much money, supposedly. I don't see how that's... But that's how they do it. They divide. You got to be on the balls of your ass. They throw a subsidy at you. The rest of us go eat cake. And that's why they keep the divisiveness, they keep the American people at each other's throats. See, I know better. I know how, I know where to put my anger. It doesn't belong on those down lower on the ladder. I know that it goes to the top. You don't kick down. You kick up at these bastards. That's who are doing it to us. But, you know, um... It's, uh, this is part of the problem. I, I've heard n- it's not many, many people. And I, every time I hear it, I try to explain to them, do not turn your anger on those where it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong on somebody lower on the ladder. It belongs on the people who make these policies, who divide the people. And that's what they're doing again. All they have are subsidies. These effing DLC Democrats, 80-page plans and subsidies that keep people divided. Oh, and then they cry about how divided we are while they divide us. Well, stop dividing us, Nancy fucking Pelosi. Unbelievable. The Workers' Health Coverage Protection Act would expand... uh, Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, under the proposal first viewed and reported by Vo- on by Vox, the cost of COBRA, an existing program which allows laid-off and furloughed workers to continue to buy the, into their employer-provided insurance by shouldering all the co- large porso- portions of the premium, all, the entire fucking premium, this would be assumed by the federal government. I told you. I told you that's what these effing Democrats would do. According to Vox, the Worker Health Coverage Protection Act would expand that to 100% coverage. So, no, 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 not Medicare for all. They're going to have enough money. They don't, they don't, we don't have enough money for that to make sure everybody in, nobody out. We got enough money to prop up the insurance racket. Oh, yes, because we need help right now, Joe Biden will say. We'll open up. Medicare, you mother effer. Instead of threatening to veto it. This is what they're doing. You think Joe, I mean, this is why. Are you serious? They got nothing. And this is why I am 
entirely concerned that they're doing it to us again. That Twitler, I can't endure another four years of that effing disgusting, greed-scented pig. And I like pigs, but I don't like parasites. A hundred percent of these Cobra subsidies. Oh man, happy days are here again in the insurance racket. That's why the insurance racket stocks are going through the roof now. I don't know if you've noticed. This is how you know you're living in an immoral system. That the insurance racket, a racket that does nothing, that provides no care, that stands in your doctor's office denying care, that kills needlessly kills Americans every goddamn year and bankrupts millions more. Millions of Americans go bankrupt. That's vile. These people are worse than Al-Qaeda. They're worse than the Nazis. They're worse than any enemy of this America that have, has ever imagined a destruction of a people. That's the insurance racket. And useless, an entirely useless, non-essential business at all. It should be dismantled, destroyed, have a nice day. Any, any, any of these CEOs, millions of dollars, they get paid to deny people care. That's how they get rich. They do not get rich. They don't make money paying claims. They don't make Money curing people. So don't give it, don't give me this shit, Willie Geist and MSNBC, how everybody loves their private health insurance. I want to, I want to have a fucking aneurysm. I hear that. You scum sucking corporate lick spittles. How dare you spread that lie? Constantly, let me show you. For every one, if you got one person that loves their private health insurance, I will give you a thousand who hates it, who's in- alive in spite of it, and I'll give you a, I'll give you thirty-five thousand who are dead because of it. For every one, give me one. I don't know one person in my entire life that says, "Oh, I love." I love Aetna. You know what they love, scummy scums up in the ivory tower? They like getting health care. And they're conflating, these effing corporate media monsters are conflating that with the insurance racket when it does nothing. I'm in a bad mood. The Worker Health Coverage Protection Act would expand that to 100%. Well, isn't it happy days over there? In, uh, in the case of laid-off workers, these new COBRA subsidies, if I hear that word one more time in this lifetime, it'll be too soon, but I'm sure I'll hear it a lot now that Joe Biden's the, the nominee, presumptive. In the case of furloughed worker, the bill with costs would cover the cost of the employee's premiums, plus the employer would continue to pay in. Well, that's a fucking stupid plan. Leave it to the Democrats to come up with it. I'm sure it's a lot of pages, too. 
Because you got to have a lot of loopholes and ins and outs and a lot of very smart people coming together to come up with a plan that keeps the stupidest, dumbest, most disgusting, greed-centered, useless system intact. You got to have a lot of loopholes and a lot of pages. Remember how many pages we kept hearing from the Republican? Oh, how many pages Obamacare was? That's because it sucks. That's because it's the Republican plan. It's a way to do everything but what we need to do. It's like you want to, instead of um, doing what needs to be done, you go around the world to do everything else but what has to happen. You know, like when I was drinking, I didn't want to stop drinking. Okay, I'll drink on the weekends. I'll drink only here. I'll drink only at this time. I'll drink, um, I'll only have this much. I'll only do, you know, when you know what has to be done. That you gotta stop drinking, period. It's not about drinking when the sun comes up and when it goes down or on your birthday or on, in the middle of the week or, the de- or on Tuesdays. No, honey, you can't bargain with, the, with what's going wrong. You fix it or you don't. That's why I'm sick of these stinking Democrats. Yeah, I see on the chat, yes, I'm lucky I'm healthy. Yeah, yeah, we're all lucky if you're healthy, but that's a changeable luck. Nothing is guaranteed. We're all human and we're fallible and we are finite. Eventually, you're going to get sick. We all get sick. That's the nature of life. Unreal. Where is it here? It's affordable because if you don't have a job, you're going to get significant subsidies, says Representative Bobby Scott, the Demo- a Democrat of Virginia, one of the bill's sponsors and the chair of the House Committee. I bet you he's against Medicare for all, Bobby Scott. He's one of the I, I wonder how much he's taken from the insurance racket. Let's see what he says. Oh, while a strong supporter of single payer. I guess he's uh, he's a realist. He is a co-sponsor of Medicare for All. But in the meantime, let's just prop up the bloated tick riding our miseries to the bank. <sighs> the Democratic Socialists of America said lawmakers should concentrate on solutions that help the American people. Democrats are doing exactly what the insurance companies want by expanding COBRA. We need Medicare for all. Now, how about you expand Medicare for all right now? Expand Medicare. Everybody gets to go to the doctor and Medicare pays the bill. They wouldn't do that. That wouldn't please their masters. Not you and me, the insurance racket. The bill's friendliness to the insurance company or the insurance industry was noted as a selling point 
by Robert Wood Johnson's foundation, senior policy advisor, Catherine Hempstead. I wonder who that is. That's, that name sounds familiar. Probably somebody who sucks. Probably some corporate lobbyist. I'm sure I've read about this person. Let's see. Agency. Hmm. Affordable Care Act will mean higher premiums in Kentucky, experts say. That's probably why I heard this bitch's name. Yeah, of course. Catherine Hepstein telling Insider via email that the loss of, loss of risk adjustment dollars would harm consumers. See? There you go. She's one of these bitches. She's got good health care, but she's working for the devil, basically. She's, this is one of these bitches that has no integrity. Somebody who's living, who's, I don't know. I don't know how she sleeps at night, really. She works her little bony fingers to the bone, making sure that Americans continue to die without health care. That's her, that's what she does. There's many, the, many self-serving, self-centered ghouls amongst us who would sell their own mothers and do as long as they these they themselves have everything they need and want they are there's many that's why you know you don't want to give these people power because you can't you can't afford it they take an inch you give them an inch they take the whole fucking shebang This proposal should be favored by providers since it will increase their likelihood of receiving higher commercial rates from these workers, Hempstead told Vox. Fuck you, Hempstead. Also, this is an advantageous for insurers who are in the employer market, but not the marketplace. Fuck you and your marketplace. You don't take your tumor, your cancer, your diabetes to a goddamn marketplace, you sick bitch Catherine Hempstead. How sick are you? How much do you hate America? I bet you she gets together on the 4th of July and she plays her patriotic music and has her goddamn barbecues. Oh, she's so supporting the troops and she loves America. While Americans die. You will, goddamn Catherine Hempstead. I, I, I really wish that these people would see the, the results of the work that they do. You know, we're here all the time. We're trying to work so no one gets left behind. I don't know. I couldn't sleep at night. If somebody came here and said, you just keep espousing the, the, you know, what if, what if I turned around and, and started up and, you know, blowing smoke up the ass of the insurance racket? Here, here, here's a million dollars to pretend that the insurance racket plays a integral part of our lives and everyone loves their insurance racket. I couldn't take it. I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't do that 
to my fellow Americans. But this is why we are where we are, because there's so many dumb, motherfucking, selfish pricks out there that probably know better, but don't care. It's all about them. They got theirs. They don't, they don't think. They don't think about anybody else. They're not thinking about the 35,000. I wish they could go and they would see a mass grave of 35,000 corpses that they helped create. Needless corpses, that's the thing. Needless. There's nothing worse than a needless corpse. Something that didn't have to be a corpse yet. Something that had more time. If only they had enough money. Catherine Hempstead. There's a, so many Catherine Hempsteads in this world. She probably thinks she's a good person. She should go bury the corpses she helped make. I don't know. It's sort of like when Eisenhower paraded the good Germans through the liberated concentration camps so they could see, they could help bury the corpses they helped create by turning their eyes away, saying, hey, I'm a good one. I'm one of the good ones. I'm not, I'm not a, an official party, Nazi party member. I just didn't say anything. I just didn't do anything. I worked against my... Fa- I was working... I, you know, I got a good job on the Autobahn. <sighs> Sickening. Oh, well, it should be favored by providers. They don't provide shit. What's a provider? They're not providers. They're parasites. They don't provide. You know, your provider is your doctor. The nurses, the people who do something, who give you a drug, who give you, who help you stay alive, who diagnose your illnesses in spite of the filthy, disgusting insurance racket, who do nothing. They're not providers. They're takers. Takers of lives, takers of wealth, takers of dignity decency, takers of morality, that's who they are. While the proposed legislation would provide a stopgap for the subsequent loss of insurance for some of the newly unemployed during the economic downturn, that's come in the wake of the disease. It won't cover everyone. Well, that's the way it is here. Even with the generous subsidies, it's important to note that the bill won't cover everyone. While 49% of Americans get their health insurance through their employer in the stupidest fucking system that was ever accidentally created. Many people who have been laid off in restaurants or retail and smaller businesses don't necessarily provide insurance to their employees. People who got their insurance through the ACA marketplace, for instance, would be in a tough spot. Um, Even tougher than they already are. Progressives planned the the proposal as too little too late and as an unnecessarily complicated giveaway, which Democrats are famous for. 
to the private health insurance racket. They say industry, but it's not a, it's a racket. If you are, it's really a racket. It's a classic middleman racket that does nothing but skim money off the top. It does nothing. It stands in your doctor's office, figures out way to get their VIG. That's it. They don't do a fucking thing. Like a parasite. Usually you get the parasite off you. You flick it off. But these Democrats keep putting more blood into that parasite. They keep filling it up, propping it up, along with their Republican co-conspirators. <sighs> if you're really concerned about low reimbursement rates for providers that insure, just insure everyone through Medicare and offer a rate multiplier for enrollees under 65 tweeted healthcare advocate Timothy Faust. All COBRA expansion does is hand out a subsidy to insurers. That's what Democrats do, though. Fake Democrats, let me add. Fake ones. David Sirota, journalist and former top aide to the presidential campaign of Senator Bernie Sanders, suggested Democrats could also use Medicaid as an avenue for expanding health care across access for jobless Americans if they wanted to. Democrats could push to simply expand Medicaid, said Sirota, but instead they're pushing new subsidies for private health insurance companies. Of course they are. They could just expand Medicaid. One sentence, end of story. Everybody gets in. Nobody's out. Period. A competing, well, as Common Dreams reported, a competing bill introduced Friday by Sanders and Representative Pamela Jayapal, I have a hard time with that name too, would use Medicare to give all Americans no-cost health care for the extent of the pandemic, effectively shutting out private insurers. Good. And offering relief to all Americans. It's about time. That's great. That's the way it needs to be done. But you know what they're afraid of. And the Democrats, the fake Democrats, are afraid of it too. That's the camel's nose under the tent. They don't want that. They don't care. How many Americans have to die? Who cares? Now we're supposed to be so concerned. Okay. Many Americans die. They're dying from other diseases. We're not supposed to be concerned about them? Fuck them. F that. Only if you have coronavirus, the politically expedient, the disease du jour. If you have anything else, you're on your own. That's the DLC Democrat way. Okay. There's no excuse in a statement said Friday. Wait, in a statement Friday announcing the measure, I can't say it, uh, hiya, pal. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Said there was no excuse to withhold care from anyone during the outbreak for any reason. Everyone in America should have guaranteed access to health care, especially during a national emergency. Well, that would be too easy. And it would also not give Democrats a lot of, uh, you know, money. Money from their billionaire benefactors in the wine cave. 
Oh, you see why I'm so pissed off at life? Cause that's that's what we got up. That's what's that's what we got. Right? There's your resistance. Where's your resistance? Where's the resist crowd? For Christ's sakes. All right, let me go on to your chats here. Let me see what's going on. And say hello to everyone who's hanging out. A lot of people are coming in and out. Maybe they don't like what I'm talking about. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Executive Decision. And Steve, hello. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stan. Hello, Resist Evolve. Hello, Dan Tootin. Yes, hello, Ed the First. Hello, who else is in here? Did I miss anybody? Daniel, hello, hello. Hello, Shannon. Hopefully you're all still here. We got no super chats, so... What time did I start the show? 8.30. <laughs> as soon as I say that. Somebody just super chatted. Patricia, hello. Thank you. It, may, it matters. But, you know, the world is your mirror. When I get that, I get feedback. I read the feedback. I say to myself, what am I doing here? Or, what's the point? You know what I mean? Whatever. My head is not a good place. I don't want to go there alone. You need... I need a flashlight and a gun. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Come on over. Come on. You coming? Say hello to everyone. Hello. He said... Oh, my God. No, that was me. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. Are you good? You being good? Say hello. All right. Well, let's get into some more Twitler. I didn't really mean to go on about the Democrats like that. It just kind of came up. Because it's like two sides of the same coin. And we're, yeah, when you're in a hole, stop digging. I understand. Yeah, I will vote for Biden. I was on, um, I was on the D.C., what is that, the D.C. report? Yes, I will be on Bob Kincaid tomorrow. And let me see, Brad Bannon. I don't know if you guys saw, I was on with Brad Bannon, DC Report, and Mark Grimaldi. Yesterday, we were talking about Bernie Sanders, who conceded and threw his support behind Biden. And he asked me, what do, what do you think? And I reminded Brad and the listeners that um, it's not about Bernie. It was never about Bernie. That's the thing that the, that the establishment doesn't seem to get, that it was never about Bernie. And I know many Bernie supporters, I, I don't know, I will encourage people to vote for Biden, unfortunately. That's how I, I understand. All right, all right, let me stop. Let me just formulate my thoughts. Yes, when you're in a hole, stop digging. I, I know. That's how we... It, it has to... I mean, when you think about... 
it matters. It matters. It matters that when I think about, for instance, animals. I love animals. I'm a big animal rights supporter. We all know Twitler has sped up the slaughter line. It's too inhumane, uh, to an inhumane capacity to removing the FDA inspectors from the slaughter line, uh, allowing these industries, these filthy, disgusting slaughterhouses to self-report, guaranteeing, opening up the regulation, guaranteeing that 90% of the pork that you are eating, the pigs, the dead pigs, who are smarter than dogs, that want to live, that are suffering, that feel pain, these poor creatures that you're going to eat their uh, things that you wouldn't give, that, that usually that are set aside for dog food, like penises, vulvas, feces, all the stuff that that happens when you speed up a slaughter line. You know, when the slaughter, when the pigs see death coming, they shit themselves, like any creature that wants to live. So, but that's what uh, Twitler does. So that kind of stuff. Also, Republicans, as far as, well, we're on the subject of animals, they... Uh, they they cram the chickens in to such an inhumane level they can't raise their wings. I mean, the suffering that Republicans inflict on everything, everything they touch, they destroy. So will Biden do that? I don't think so. I And that's why, you know, people say it doesn't matter. It does matter to just stop to stop that shit. Biden does not go far enough. We know that. We know he is a corporate, goddamn, neoliberal dinosaur. And honestly, it's it sucks. It, I'm really concerned that he's going to lose. Because I, the way I feel, I feel this way, but I'm, I'm, I'm just one person. Other people I see, they're not going to vote. They're not voting for him. Some people I know, they're saying, I'm, I can't. But, you know, whatever. I live in New York. It's not really going to make that much of a difference. I encourage people to do what we can. And that's why I go after the DLC Democrats, too. Because how do you push them to the left? It's not about saying that everything they do is perfect. It's not. We're here in this boat because of them. Because they turned their back on the New Deal. Because they sent our jobs overseas and destroyed the American middle class that FDR's policies built. So we are here discussing that and telling other Democrats who you hope have the reason that, the reason that they are Democrats is because you, you hope that they have a heart that they want to listen, that they can evolve, that they're capable of looking at themselves. Not everyone, we know that, but that's humans. So you have more hope with them. What makes me kind of hopeless, what, feel it, what, what frustrates me, it's not hopelessness, it makes me frustrated, is 
listening to a lot of these fake DLC Democrats not, don't, don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Like as if Obama was the saint who walks among us when he was part of the, pro- part of the problem too. We're in this boat with this effing Obamacare, this Republican health care plan, because Obama was not pushing. He, oh, they say, okay, he, he didn't have the majority. He couldn't. He, he had the majority for, th- for, what was it, three months? And he lost it because he was peddling neoliberal policies. Nobody wants to vote for that shit. Don't they get it yet? I remember it. We can't rewrite history just because it doesn't, doesn't suit our agenda. But Obama put Social Security on the table. Obama bailed out the banks instead of the people. He did that. That was a choice. No bankster went to jail. So you tell me what would have happened if Obama went full force against these criminals and didn't put Social Security on the table, pushed for a public option, like the left of the party was demanding, then you think that, uh, that people wouldn't have come out to vote for him? People want to vote for a fighter. Obama was so weak in so many ways. He was so easy, eager, eager to appease the right wing. It was sickening. I remember Shirley Sherrod, that pisses me off to this goddamn day. He threw her under the bus as fast as he could pick up a goddamn phone. The fucking lying, disgusting right-wingers attacked her with a, a, they, that stinking James O'Keefe that, don't, that spawned from demons, from uh, some demon fever dream. This propagandist got got footage of Shirley Sherrod saying what we see here every day, that it's not about black and white, that it's about rich and poor. That's what she said. She came to a realization that it wasn't about racism, but it was about classism, that we are in this together, is what she was saying. But that's the, that's the secret the right-wingers don't want you to know. They want it to be about black against white or white against black. That's what they want. They want us at each other's throats. They don't want the American working class to get together and understand that we don't, that we have more in common with each other of all different races and all different religions than we do with those at the, at the top who want who are trickling on us like we're a bunch of peons. So... Shirley Sherrod, when when they edited this video to make it look like she said that she was a racist, that she was um, that she was denying white people her services or whatever it was, uh, loans that she was administering, and that was a goddamn lie. And before they could even get to the bottom of it or anything ever could be exposed. As soon as Obama got a whiff that the right-wing freaks were bugging out, he fired, he, he, they fired Shirley Sherrod. When she was, she didn't do a goddamn thing wrong. And 
that's what pissed me off too about Obama. He was so eager, so stupidly eager to think that the Republicans were gonna be on his side. By what? If he pandered to them constantly, he was constantly apologizing. Remember when, and I'm not talking about he, oh, the Republicans say, oh, he went on an apology tour in the Middle East. That's bullshit. We know that. They're full of shit. He, what he did was he merely acknowledged that what everybody knows in the Middle East, that the United States and the English got together, that the Western powers prevented the uh, Iran, Iran from nationalizing their oil that they toppled the democratically elected government and installed the Shah as their puppet, all because the democratically elected leader wanted to nationalize the oil industry for the people. And you can't do that. You can't spread democracy. You know, we're all around the world for mom, apple pie, and making the world safe for democracy, except when we're not. It's not that we, we ever have been that way. That's the lie. But everybody, everyone in the Middle East knows that already. Obama just acknowledged it. Not here in the United States of serfs and lords. The dum-dums here, they don't know that. That's what you would think. Maybe the corporate media could give them a clue. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be great? Instead of jerking off Twitler every afternoon and then jerking off each other for the rest of the evening and the morning, discussing it, discussing it, discussing it, the lies again and again and again. What do you think he's going to say? Do you think he's going to take it back? Do you think he's going to say it? What is he going to do? Is he going to open it up? Do you think he's going to listen to the doctors? Do you think he's going to listen to the expert? Is he going to say it? I know he said it now. Do you think he's going to say it again? Do you think he's going to take it back? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? Do you think he thinks? What do you think he thinks? What do you think he's done? What do you think he's done? I mean, it's like, Are you fucking... Do you have any shame, corporate media? Do you have any? Look at me. I'm drinking like Twitler now. I'm pissed off. What do you think he's doing? What do you think he's saying? What do you think he's going to say? Do you think he's going to do... You think he's going to say something? You think he's going to bring her? Is he going to say Fauci? Is he going to have Jared in there? Is he going to, no? Is he going to say no? (laughs) You fucking useless scums. But anyway, yes, and Obama, during that, what what happened, remember, what was that guy's name who was arrested in his own home? And then Obama came out and he said something true. He said that was goddamn stupid. And then all the right-wingers went out, and they were like, oh, he hates white people. He's a white racist. He's, he's racist against whites. And instead of standing up to these dumb fucking goddamn redneck morons and saying enough is enough, what did he do? I'm sorry. He apologized. And then he had a beer summit. And look like a stupid idiot. And, you know, because people like a fighter. They don't need somebody who's constantly trying to be all things to all people. So, 
Hmm. Yes, Henry Louis Gates. So he, what he could have done, and that's what annoyed the hell out of me at the time. I thought, shut up. Here's a perfect opportunity. You said the truth. It's stupid. How dare somebody be arrested in their own goddamn home for trespassing? Of course it's stupid. It shines a light of the fact that this is a racist-ass country. And instead of using it as an opportunity to say something and heal us in that way, and have the goddamn spine to say, yeah, this is a racist country. We have a racist history. What we, we did, uh, an amazing thing. Of course we can overcome it. Look at what we did. I'm elected. They elected me, a, race, uh, a black and white person here in this racist-ass country. For fuck's sake. Instead, no, no, no. But Obama wanted to be the great healer. He wanted to be all things to all people. I think that's what he thought he was going to be able to do. He was going, he kept saying how the fever was going to lift, how the Republicans would work with him. And that's why he kept, he kept feeding them, spoon feeding them their own policies. And they kept spitting at him. Not only was he spoon feeding their own policies right back at them, shit that they had proposed, hook, line, and sinker. He then gave them our sacred cow, as Joe Biden calls it, Social Security. He said, here, here, take Social Security too. Thankfully, we are lucky twice over the American people in that department because two times, two great, so-called great neoliberal DLC, so-called Democratic presidents tried to offer the Republicans Social Security. And two times, it was rejected. First, it was rejected because of timing. Obama, I mean, uh, Bill Clinton was working with Newt Gingrich in the White House, coming up with a deal, making deals, you know, getting things done, reaching across the aisle to get things done, like privatizing Social Security. That's what they were doing. Obama, I mean, Obama, Clinton, Bill Clinton was meeting with Newt Gingrich in the White House, and they were going to unveil this plan to privatize a piece, just a little piece of Social Security and Thankfully, that the day that he was supposed to come out to unveil this great uh, attack on FDR's on and the American the, the most successful social program in American history that still keeps millions of people out of poverty, the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke. So they had to they had to put that put a pin in that. So thank you, Monica Lewinsky. By blowing Bill Clinton, you saved Social Security. So you took one for the team there. And the second time was when Obama put Social Security on the table again. And what happened was John Boner and the filthy, disgusting Republicans and their caucus room conspiracy, they, had, they made a decision. They were going to reject everything that Obama did to cause pain to the American people, to not give Obama any 
any wins. They were going to do that so uh, as an electoral st- strategy, and and Boner turned him down. So thank you, John Boner. You saved Social Security. Obama was giving it to you, and also giving it to us. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-mm. <clears throat> so yeah, that's there. You go here, and here we are. We know never miss a chance to miss an opportunity. That's the Democrats for you. Instead of fighting, fighting like we are on the right side of history because we are. What do they do? They pander. Oh, let's have some ideas. Let's have some Republican ideas here. I'm asking for Republican. It was like that dumb ass. That one of these dumb fuckers. I and now I can't remember. Um, what, another Democratic governor reaching out to this this libertarian. Oh, I, I uh, one of his. Uh, it's one of the states. I can't remember now. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I want to find out what do you think we should do in this coronavirus outbreak. As if they have any fucking good ideas. And they had, what was the idea? Eliminate the minimum wage. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it, you son of a bitch. Never a bad idea to slit the throat of the American people. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. Eliminate the minimum wage. Instead of taxing the rich, Medicare for all, you know, shit that actually works. Let's just make some more serfs. Eh, let's fuck them all. Let's stab them. Eh, kill them, kill them, kill them. Sort of like the pigs in the slaughterhouse. Kill, 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 kill. Can't, can't kill them fast enough. Kill, kill, kill. Got money here. Got money. You're nothing but a ching ching. Kill, kill, kill. You don't think you're like that pig in the slaughterhouse? That's why I call for animal rights. It's all connected. All goddamn connected. What the hell is going on over here? Um, yeah, speaking of, let's talk about... Oh, yeah, so many things. So many goddamn things. I'm, why am I cursing a lot? I don't know. I'm in a mood. I'm pissed off. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it all. Let's talk about... I I mean, I can go on all day, really, about the fucking... I'm sorry for cursing again. Whatever. The liberal media. Here's some many... I I took some clips off the goddamn liberal media today that pissed me off. Here's something that annoyed the hell out of me. Costa, we're used to... A lot of people around this president try to slowly guide him to something more realistic, but they know they have to let him scratch an itch. He clearly wants to do something on May 1st. What is the realistic itch that people around him know that he's got to scratch, that they want to try to (laughs) let him do that they think will be the least harmful to the situation at hand? Are you kidding me? Chuck Todd, are you kidding me? Uh, they know he has to scratch in it. So we got to let this giant toddler take a boom boom all on us because he needs to scratch an itch. That's what Chuck Todd's role here is. 
he really thinks that he's uh he, he he's doing something of worth i mean honestly i guess that's why i ask you all to become patrons and support the liberal media that's your media that's your liberal media they go around talking about how twitter needs to scratch an itch what the f- uh, what we're just a goddamn itch let him do something. Let him take a big shit in the middle of the White House lawn. Maybe that'll scratch his itch. Because all, we all got to scratch his itch. We are scratching his itch and jerking him off. Give him a reach around on, the top, on top of it. The entire world. We all got to scratch his itch for him. Ridiculous. They allow this to continue. We, they, they play these... These propaganda, this this right wing Twitter propaganda, and go on about how we gotta let him scratch an itch. What the hell is he the is he Henry the goddamn eighth? And you know what? Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'll I'll get back to the corporate media. Other things are going on. Real important things that maybe they could be talking about, but they don't care. Like, for instance, propping up the insurance racket, but they won't frame it like that. They would talk about, oh, what a wonderful thing. Claire McCaskill would get on there and say, isn't it great that Democrats are propping up the cobra, paying for your cobra? You subsidy little jerks. You stupid jerk-offs. Isn't that great, dum-dums? Aren't the Democrats wonderful? Let's get back to normal where you die without health care and the rich get richer. Another thing that's going on in the middle of of uh, Chuck Todd asking about how you're going to what 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 itch we're going to let Twitler scratch. No, 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 honey, you're really doing fine scratching his itch. Because he likes your attention nonstop. And why don't you get down there on your knees and scratch another itch for him? And maybe he can, he can spank you, Chuck Todd, with a rolled-up Forbes magazine while he's at it. But another thing that came out, I don't know why, I, I listened all goddamn day to the corporate media. All they did was Circle Jerk on Twitter scratching his itches, and they gave us, um, you know, some feel-good stories about some people applauding, you know, thoughts and prayers. And they did, uh, they talked about the market. That's another thing. But meanwhile, you know, all of these checks that all of a sudden we have all the money that, that nobody's talking about how you're going to pay for it, but um, people under a certain money, um, amount of salary or whatever, a certain amount, whatever they make, you know, the, you, the subsidies are coming for certain people. Um, now the banks, it's not now, but yeah, Twitler has given his okay for the banks to seize the stimulus checks 
if you fall into certain categories. So fuck the stimulus. This is going to the banks. You understand? It's another bailout to the banks. They're not... You see, when you give a subsidy, when you give stimulus, it's supposed to go into the hands of people who will spend it. Like when you make an investment in, for example, in the GI Bill. Every, every investment we made in the GI Bill, every dollar we spent sending soldiers to college after they survived the war, the, the, uh, where we used to fight fascism and not circle jerk it here at home, Every dollar returned $7 into the federal treasury. So we made an investment. That's usually what happens. So even when you give out public assistance, every dollar in public assistance returns $1.60 into the economy because people are spending it. They're keeping businesses open. They're, uh, you know... I mean, how else can you say it? Yeah, they are stimulating the economy. But not, not now. The banks have gotten a green light to seize these checks. According to the Treasury Department, now some, another bitch from the Treasury Department, she got up, she, the, the reason we found out about it is because there was a phone call. Just, and, and let me see, do I have that? Yeah, her name is Rhonda Kent. She's the chief distribution officer with the Treasury. So, listen, here we go. We can't be thinking about it. Oh, shit. Rejuvenating. Oh, fuck. There's nothing in the law that precludes that action. I fucked it up. What the banks are doing with respect to their debt collection policies. I do know many creditors are suspending debt collection activity, but you will want to know for your bank um, what your bank has decided to do. But there's nothing in the law that precludes that action. So, she's... I fucked that up because I was... When I recorded it, obviously I had Twitler on recording something else. So, but anyway, she... Where is this article? Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I just had it. How's everybody doing, by the way, while I'm trying to find this article? Thank you, Shannon, for the super chat. It means a lot. Mark, thank you for being here. Tamara, hello, hello. Hello, Tara Jr., Jr., you too. Okay, so... The $1,200 stimulus check that many Americans are waiting for with bated breath may go to outstanding debts instead of to rent and food. The American Prospect reports the CARES Act will be wired electronically to bank accounts associated with last year's tax returns instead of mailed paper checks. This has helped speed up the process by weeks, but has also left banks with the discrepancy to take the money for outstanding costs or debts. Congress did not exempt the CARES Act payments from private debt collection 
and the Treasury Department has been reluctant to exempt them through its rulemaking authority. This means that individuals could see their payments transferred from their hands into the hands of their creditors, potentially leaving them with nothing. So, once again, we get screwed, the people. Because, even, so, okay, we don't know why these people are owing debts, but it, that is supposed to keep the economy going. Not given to the banks so they can hold it, put it in offshore accounts, or buy politicians. Get funneling into the arms of the banksters, we yet again, instead of the American people, we get fucked again. But they didn't say anything about this on MSNBC all day when they were talking about scratching an itch. Even if the bank account is closed, the bank could conceivably use the use it use the stimulus checks to cover old debts. Any outstanding loans or past due fees can potentially snatch the funds entirely without any recourse. In an audio obtained by the prospect, Rhonda Kent, chief distributing officer with the Treasury's Bureau of Fiscal of the Fiscal Service, confirmed that bank officials could uh, uh, confirm to bank officials that this could be done. The webinar took place last Friday, and Kent is heard saying, "There's nothing in the new law that precludes precludes that action." That means they were asking her about it. I have a hair in my mouth. Let's see. And right, they were asking about not how do we distribute these checks to the people who are going to spend it in this fucking economy that they closed down because Twitter it was too much of a dumb bitch to to stop the not just stop the virus. I don't know if he could stop it, but he couldn't prepare. He didn't do a goddamn thing to prepare. That's why it's all over this bitch. This virus is all over this country. Instead of saying to the dum-dums, it's here, and preparing, making ventilators, making protective gear, he was lying to his dumb fucks, and they were getting together all over their corporate media propaganda outlets, telling everybody to, 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 to ignore it, basically. That's why we're dying. Americans are dying. We have the most deaths here and the most cases. USA, USA. Good going, Twitler. Like nobody's ever seen. We got mass graves here too, like no one's ever seen. So strong, so powerful, so amazing, like no one's ever seen. So mind-numbing like no one's ever seen. Honestly. Somebody needs to fucking shut that that dumb, like no one's ever seen mouth up. Everyone's saying what a great job we're doing. They couldn't believe it. It's like no one's ever seen it. Highly respected. Amazing, incredible people. Like no one's ever seen. And thank you, Mark, for your super chat. Oh, my God. I thought George Bush was bad, was stupid. And then the Republicans go and do this. 
So an anonymous official on the call told the prospect that reporters, uh, that Kent's response was basically her saying that she didn't want to say anything explicitly and that she's telling you to make a business decision. It's a confirmation that if banks wanted to, they could exploit unemployed people and do as the banks usually do, worry about themselves. The intent of the money was clearly to help people in times of need. So Congress exempted the money from being taken by any government or federal agency except for child support. The funds are considered tax credits, which makes them subject to garnishments from private institutions. If the payments had been deemed federal benefits like Social Security, they would be safe from private creditors. Congress did give Treasury the authority to write rules exempting the payments from private debt collectors. uh, Senators Sherrod Brown, Rod Wyden, and Elizabeth Warren wrote to Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin on April 3rd, urging him to write rules to that effect. Brown later teamed up with Republican Josh Harley to ask him the same thing. On Monday, 25 state attorneys and two Republicans 23 Democrats and two Republicans also asked Treasury to issue regulations to protect payments from garnishment. Oh, boy. Numerous consumer advocates have sought this clarification as well. Treasury has the ability to say that these payments are exempt, and they're not doing so. Kent addressed the issue on Friday, saying, We do understand that concerns have been raised. But it's a legal requirement at this time. Of course, you're just following orders. Right? Eichmann, I mean Kent, or whatever the hell your name is. She forgot to mention that the Treasury Department could suspend this at any time. Banks cannot appropriate CARES Act funds for credit card charges, but it can for other consumer loans and fees. Some are fighting back against this. Ultimately, while the system for distributing CARES Act payment may be the quickest available, it comes at a cost. It forces the payments to route through complex change, chains and rapacious private actors with their eyes on other people's money. The solution would be to give everyone an account at the Federal Reserve A proposal offered as part of the Great Democracy Initiative in 2018, a Fed account would be credited instantly with economic recovery payments, free of the the hurdles of the private system. Yeah, well, there you go. Good luck. That's the way it is in the United States of serfs and lords, even when, you know, they're pretending to care Banksters got to get their vig. Whether it's a stimulus check, they will suck everyone's stimulus check if they could. Fuck the economy. F the little guy. Forget it. Forget spending money in the economy. No, no, no. We work for them. We work for the banks. At least our politicians do. Twiddler does, that's for sure. Unbelievable. 
So, I don't know if you guys saw, and that's what. So when I was on Brad Bannon's show the yesterday, and he was saying is uh, one of the questions. Well, he sent me some questions that we might talk about during the show, and one of the questions were, is the coronavirus? Well, let me see where if I can find it. If that's basically the question was, do you think the coronavirus will help? in Joe Biden's election. Honestly, the election is a long way away. And Twitter is already started. He started with the bullshit. So Brad Bannon's question being that Twitter's disgraceful, inept lies, the his disgraceful and inept response, the death, he's already set it up. And thanks to the corporate media who give him a platform for his propaganda every single goddamn day for some unknown reason, that it's getting out there. He's set it up that if we only lose 100,000 Americans, then that's a win. Are you serious? He's set it up that he's the victim again. Once again... It's everyone else's fault. It's never the fault of the orange goddamn grift and con man with the fake university and a vitamin scam. Today, he is suspending payments to the WHO. He found a new boogeyman to attack. Of course, his base. They don't like the WHO. World Health Organization. World Health Organization. That's... Three words that make Republicans shit their diapies. So, in order to back up the bullshit claims that it was the WHO and not Twitter, we know what Twitter did. He went on for months, and the reason why he he's he's scrambling to find a scapegoat is because well, the New York Times is on my last nerve turf too. But the New York Times just had a story. Let me try to find it. About detailing, basically, every day. Detailing all of Trump's, all of his, his mistakes. Not just mistakes. His, he's not, he, that mistakes, please. It's not a mistake. It's his inaction. He sucks. He doesn't know what he is doing. The only thing he knows how to do is what he's doing, which is lying and finding fault with anybody but himself. That's what he does. It's not like this is a mistake. This is he does what he does. A bird's got to fly and a fish's got to swim and Twitter has to blow smoke up his own ass. That's why every press conference, that if anybody else takes the microphone, they got to go on for minutes with how much they want to fillet the orange, disgusting con man who received fewer votes. How much uh, we are so lucky to have him. What would we do without him? Hey, I know what we do. I know that there'd be... Americans that would probably be alive today without him. He's a liar. 
blaming the states. I guess the blaming of the states isn't going over well enough, so he has to find a foreign actor, a boogeyman. It would be best if it had a Jew in there somewhere. A Jewish name. So, during his Tuesday briefing, which is today, this is from Ross Starry, Trump demanded accountability from the World Health Organization while denying any responsibility for having more COVID-19 fatalities, for America having more COVID-19 fatalities than any other country in the world. It's not like we have the, have the most people. I mean, we got a lot of people here, but China, what do they got, a billion effing people? And I know that, okay, China's probably downplaying it too because they're a bunch of authoritarian scumbags too. That's what Trump would like to be. If only he could manipulate the numbers. Unfortunately, he can. But while di- okay, so where uh, during the briefing, Trump said he would defund the World Health Organization during this pandemic. He he has to back up his bullshit. He's got to pretend. He's strong, you see, very strong, very powerful. Nobody's ever seen, you know what I mean? Like no one's ever seen. Many very respected people don't know, they can't believe the great job he's doing. We keep hearing from his own mouth. So, let's see. His call for accountability comes as he himself refuses to take responsibility for his month-long delay before taking any action on coronavirus and the fact that he also praised China's response weeks for weeks when he was trying to assert that the virus would not become widespread in the United States. At, a, at previous press briefings, when reporters asked him to explain these failures, he deflected and got into shouting matches. Well, here's one. Let's see. I thought I, I grabbed that. Somebody asked, okay, tell us what you did. Let's see. Trying to find it. And that's why I say become a patron. Because wouldn't it be great if I had somebody who said, get that goddamn clip up. Instead of me having to go and find it and hunt and peck for it. Oh, here we go. Today, 600,000 cases, 25,000 deaths. I know you want to blame the WHO, but I've spoken to hundreds of people across the country in the last few weeks who say they still can't get tested. And that uh, they aren't social distancing because so they the saw, governors, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Okay, here so we go. They, the governors, you see, here's the denials. He doesn't like the question because it's factual. I know you want to blame the WHO, but people are saying all over the states, all these states. I don't know. He's saying how many, how many tests? Everybody can take a test. Meanwhile, here in reality. It's not true. And he knows it. So 
he doesn't like the question. Social distancing because so they the governor yeah, 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 yeah. He won't let him finish. Me. Excuse me. I know. You see? Look, he's like, I want. So the governor's. No, no, I know your question. He won't let him finish the question. Your question. You ready? The governors, the governors are supposed to do testing. If Fucking child. You tiny little weasel. And anybody who votes for this fucking piece of goddamn dog doo-doo on the bottom of your shoe. A shame on you, man. Shame on all of these these losers. There's somebody... Oh, God. I'm looking at my Twitter feed earlier. Some dumb fucker. I'm not going to be able to do any clips from this show because I'm cursing so much. Did I... What happened? Let me see. Anyway, some guy. It's like, you're mentally ill. Oh, he probably blocked me. <laughs> that's why. That's what they do. I couldn't find it because he blocked me. Because he's that's what they do. They're cowards. I called Twitter a pathological fascist. Yeah, whining, lying, doing nothing but, but pointing fingers like a baby is the Trumpanzee's way. And the dumb Fuhrer makes Americans dead, and that's what they like. But this was this guy. He that's uh, he said to me, "Oh, you're crazy. You need help. Really, I need help. But you're the one who cheers a tax cheating, draft dodging, dictator envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who won't let a reporter ask a question because he knows what a loser he is." And the, I'm crazy, but they have to get on t- Twitter every day and engage in the internet, internet equivalent of fellatio for this, uh, on this, this filthy tax-cheating, draft-dodging waste of human DNA who's never done a single thing for anybody in his life, zero, who hates this country, hates it so much that he, what he did when he got power is that he ensured that the oligarchy had absolutely more power to destroy and dismantle the democracy that so many Americans real Americans, patriotic Americans, fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. And that's how much he hates this country. He hates the free press, the pillars of democracy, the only, the only profession enshrined in the Constitution he hates. And anybody who... Vote for this guy. Anybody who says, thank you, Mr. President. Get your ass down here to Hart Island in New York City and start digging those fucking graves for your con man. Do something for your fellow Americans for once in your rotten, useless, trump wasted existence. You're not a patriot. You hate this country. You're like the good Germans who, who put a fascist 
in charge of a perfectly decent republic and did nothing and while it all went to hell. You should be ashamed. Unless you are men unless you're you're mentally dysfunctional, frankly. Then you have an excuse. Other people, if you if you insist that you got a brain in your head and you like you like what you see and you're that stupid, then you're the enemy of the people. You are. Oof. Up to the governors. Go ahead, please. Quiet. Look at him. Look at this. Quiet. What a fucking tyrant. That they are not social the governors are doing the testing. It's now not up, and it hasn't been up to the federal government. Go ahead. I told them when they put this guy here, it's nothing but trouble. He's a showboat. If you keep talking, I'll leave, and you can have it out with the rest of these oh, people. You promise? If you keep talking, I'll leave. Get the fuck out. Why is it? Why don't they all? This is why I I'm playing this. Not just because Twitler is who he is. He is what he is. He's a dumb. He's a a dupe of the authoritarians. Whoops, sorry, Junior. He's a grifter. He's a fucking failed little tacky wannabe dictator. He's a disgusting, he sucks at everything. Even looking at swatches, that's what he did. That's what he did. He sucked at business. He bank bankrupted a casino. You gotta be a real loser to do that. All he did was stare at swatches every day. Looking at tacky wallpaper, putting on his, gold, his gilded, uh, this facade that made everybody say, what is uh, just to reveal what a tiny little tacky man he is? It's not even a man. I can't even come up with the words. He's the worst. He's not a man. To call him a man is an insult to all men everywhere men, women, future men, children, babies. It's an insult. He's not human. It's worse. I, honestly, I don't... It's not even his fault. He is what he is. It's the people that prop him up. It's the corporate media. It's all of them sitting in, that in the lawn chairs at the White House saying, you could leave, I'll leave, and you can deal with these people. Good. Why didn't they all get up? Why are there any... Why is anybody there? Come on. I, I ask this question every goddamn day. Why are they there? At some point, it is our fault. It's like when you're in a bad relationship. Why are you still there? When is it your fault? If somebody keeps punching you and punching you, when do you say, I've had enough? You leave. 
You get some, you grow some dignity. You get the hell out of there. You say enough. I'm not, I'm not enabling this shit. But here it is. The entire apparatus. Just like there's no establishment, right, James Carville? But here it is. It doesn't just prop up the DLC Democrats. It props up the entire corrupt and broken fake excuse for a functioning government. Because why? Because a con man received fewer votes and now everybody's got to sit there and say, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Scratch an itch? Is he going to scratch an itch? We got to let him scratch an itch. He wants to open the government. We're going to let that fucking wasted human DNA put people in more danger because he wants to open the government? Who is he? He couldn't figure out how to not go bankrupt in a casino. He couldn't figure out how to get the most votes. When do we say enough? When does the corporate media grow a spine and say enough with the money? Do we have enough money? We got enough money, but we certainly don't have enough dignity here. And we're destroying our country, sitting in these chairs. Jesus Christ. Why? If they all got up and left, that's how you change things. That's how things stop. Maybe the rest of all the other networks, let Fox News sit there. Good. It's like when Obama made Fox News go to the back of the room. Remember that? They had the prestigious seat in the front row center. And Fox News, and then um, Obama said, there's an entire apparatus, a right-wing propaganda apparatus built up against my presidency. And then uh, what did he do? He apologized because the other... The corporate media lick spittles, the rest of the corporate media, all went to Fox News' defense. Are you serious? Oh my God. Well, why don't you come to each other's defense now instead of jumping on for Fox News, for a propaganda channel, for the channel that went off telling people that the coronavirus was a fucking hoax. So much so that we are living in a country where some people think that, you know, it's a a political statement to touch their faces. And I say, go for it. This guy here, it's nothing but trouble. He's a showboat. If you keep talking, I'll leave and you can have it out with the rest of these people. You promise? If you keep talking, I'm going to leave and you can have it out with them. Good. Why Just are they sitting me. there? Go ahead. If you, if you could kind of. And then they go. If you could, they continue with the questioning. And what? Where's the rest of the solidarity? They'll get together to prop up Fox News, but they'll sit there and take it from the dictator envying con man. Fucking jokes. That's why I say, please become a goddamn patron of this goddamn podcast because we're the liberal media. 
We're the ones doing the work here. Getting the word out. Shit. We don't have to explain our, you know, I'm, we're not hanging by our cushy salaries in the corporate, we're looking for corporate access. What are you, what's access? What are you accessing? A, a fucking tumor? Pus? The sickness in our body politic? That's what you're accessing? You're pretending that it's not there. That doesn't stink. It's not, it doesn't stink like an infection that it is. Giving it legitimacy, sitting there, allowing it to run all over you, to manipulate and lie. Are you kidding me? Get up, you goddamn disgraces to Edward R. Murrow, and leave. All of you in mess. Don't, don't go back. Say to your executive producer, this is a sham. We are hurting America. This isn't helping things. Get our asses up. We would, be, we would say more. We would save this goddamn country if we got up and stopped legitimizing this circus. The, the pathological lies of a dictator envy and con man who's now manipulating the, the world, manipulating his dupes by saying it's the WHO that's the problem, not him. Not because he, did, he ignored everything, which he did. Not that we don't have, I mean, not that it matters. It doesn't matter for the dumb, dumb Trump and but, you know, we do have video. We're going to be oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, that's the wrong video. That's a video that I will play in a minute. Let's see. The video I was looking for is this. It's very low. People die from the flu, and this is very unusual. And it is a little bit different, but in some ways it's easier, and in some ways it's a little bit tougher. Uh, but uh, we have it so well oh, wow. under control. I mean, how, view this the same as... How scintillating. It's easier, it's a little tougher. Wow, I could see why we want to spread this word all over our giant platform. We, I could see how important it is to have to um, amplify the musings of a con man when he says it's easier and it's a little tougher. I could see why you would want to put a camera in front of a con man and just let her rip. The flu, when somebody sneezes, I mean, I try and bail out as much as possible. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It yeah. will disappear. Yes. And from our shores, we've, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. Ooh. Wow, how fascinating. What a, how, what a great point you made, Twitler. And what a great point, corporate media, allowing this lies to just have more, you know, hit millions and millions of years all over the country. 
maybe go away. We'll see what happens. Nobody really oh, knows. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Nobody knows. The fact is, the greatest experts I've spoken to all, nobody really knows. No one knows. The greatest, the most respected, the most, the really incredible people. They're incredible people. Like, no one's ever seen. No one has ever seen. They're strong, really strong and powerful. Big, 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 incredible. They're really incredible people, but nobody's ever seen. Ordering a lot of supplies. We're ordering a lot of, a uh, lot of yeah, yeah, elements sure. that, frankly, we wouldn't be ordering unless it was something like this. Yeah, but we're right, right. ordering sure a lot of different uh, elements of medical. And we only oh, have 50. A lot of different elements of medical. Well, that's why the corporate media really needs to let this fucking dumb, this 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 dumb bitch fucking just let her rip every goddamn day. Oh, I see how how helpful and useful that information is. A lot of ordering a lot of medical that, of course, he we know he was lying about. Why would you do that? You know, instead of going and maybe doing an investigative journalist story about, like, going behind the scenes or doing some uh, deep throat type work where you develop contacts and you, you, ha- and you let the people know that, hey, this, this orange con man is a con man, and he's saying, we're ordering a lot of medical. Oh, well, you know, whatever that means. But you don't show, hey, in contrast... Actually, Trump isn't ordering a lot of medical. In fact, he's not ordering shit. He's gone golfing again and again. Just put the camera in front of the con man. You see, investigative journalism, that costs money. And that actually might make someone a little less dumb. And we can't afford that, that's for sure. Because then they might get up and they might start thinking like, wow. Maybe I don't like my private health insurance. Maybe it's really everybody in, nobody out. Maybe I'm, maybe, uh, you know, I got mine, go die or, or, or go fund me. Maybe that's, uh, we're really in this together. Holy shit. People and they're getting better and uh, hopefully... Oh, they're- yeah, they're getting better. Remember that? Instead of going out and saying, no, honey, there's nobody getting better. Nobody, what the hell is he talking about? Just let her rip, let her rip. All better soon. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. If you're healthy, uh, you will probably uh, go through a process and and you'll be fine. You take a a solid flu vaccine, you don't think that would have an impact or much of an impact on corona? Yeah, no, dumb bitch. The flu is not, you know. It's not the coronavirus. Oh, look, wonderful. You know what just happened? The, um, the, what do you call it? Facebook just blocked my Facebook feed. Let's turn this off. Because NBC, you, Creative Content Protection, has uh, filed a copyright claim, so... They might close down the YouTube channel any second. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, because we're playing Twitler. 
that's a no-no. It belongs to NBC, just like the NBC, um, like the Democratic debate, belonged to CBS. And we got hit with a copy, copyright strike. So if, if the show goes off the air for any reason, I will not be starting the show again because we already have a strike against us and I can't afford to lose the channel. But yeah, Facebook already dumped out of the Facebook feed. I just got a I, I just got a uh, notification on that. Oh great! Be- NBCU Creative Content Protection has blocked your video because it contains content that they own. Let's see. I will submit a dispute. Not that it matters. It really doesn't matter because wait. Because it's already dumped out. Oh, oh yeah, well, well, let's keep going. I'm going to wrap it up soon. Another thing that happened, well, during the press conference, we'll see what happens if they dump, dump out of the feed on YouTube. <clears throat> during the press conference, they asked, let's see, they asked Twitler, if um, he had said that they were going to do a um, a very extensive search, not a search, a study on the effects of the coronavirus on the African American community, because it's hitting the African American community in a in a higher rate. There have, of course, I mean, we don't, what do you need the study? What's I'll tell you. It's because of the lack of universal health care, the lack of living wages, the lack of universal higher education, universal sick leave. That's why it's hitting the community that can't afford not to go to work, the community that's working in this goddamn bullshit gig economy that are driving Ubers and doing a DoorDash and doing all the shit that if you don't show up, you don't get paid. So there's your study. All right? And what are they going to do with it, with the information? Zippo, nothing. They'll throw a subsidy at you. The Democrats won't do a goddamn thing, and neither the Republicans don't care. So, but what? that's why we need universal higher education universal health care, universal uh, living wages, universal sick leave, and retirement security. All of this, universal, everybody in, nobody out. So we don't have different communities that are hit harder. Give me a break. We're in it together. Like e pluribus unum. So anyway, during the press conference... He was, Twitler was asked about this study. Last week you said that uh, you would have data in the coming days about the coronavirus' disproportionate impact on black Americans. Yes, that's being worked on very strongly. Strongly. Uh, I would say within two weeks, and it's being worked on, Deborah, we're working on that very strongly. Very strongly. Okay, CDC is working, but we're, we're getting reports on that, yep. Yeah, though, a funny thing, though. Twitler has this habit of... Lie, oh, basically lying. We know he has a habit of lying, but he also has a habit of saying that everything 
everything's coming in two weeks. So here's a montage that Bloomberg put together. Everything's coming in two weeks. So do you think the corporate media, they asked the question, hey, what about this study? What's going on? You said that they were going to do this study. Oh, yes, yes. We're working on it very strongly. Yeah, yeah. You know, very strong. This is how strongly we're working on it. It's we're working on it really good. And it's coming in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that good enough? Ask them again in two weeks. Instead of the useless, feckless part of the problem, corporate media, that just shut down my Facebook channel for playing their precious, I guess, um, copyrighted material of the con man at the press conference, they, uh, you know, they they don't go in and say, Twitler says every goddamn thing is coming in two weeks. This is a thing of his. Sort of like strongly and powerfully and like nobody's ever seen. That's how useless the corporate media is and part of the problem. They don't even, I can put it together. How come I can do that? Quickly. I saw that. I was like, here we go. Two weeks again. You don't think that they have anybody on their executive staff, their writing staff, that understands their journalist staff? Are they actually journalists? I don't know. Instead of just repeating it, oh, it's coming in two weeks, Twitlers, and then they'll say, he says it's coming in two weeks. Will it ever come in two weeks? No. Because that's all he says. It's always coming in two weeks. So, hence, once again, why are you in that goddamn garden? Why are you there? Why didn't you get up when he gave you the chance? He gave you an out. When you could have made an effective display of civil disobedience and said, you know what, you're right. We're out of here. You're a liar, and we're not putting up with this shit anymore. It's more effective for us to do some goddamn journalism than to sit here and listen to your lies. Here's, here's the montage from Bloomberg. We're going to be announcing something, I would say, over the next two or three weeks that will be phenomenal. In terms phenomenal. Of two weeks. Wiretap covers a lot of different things. I think you're going to find some very interesting items coming to the forefront over the next two weeks. We'll be reporting back. (gasps) We're going to be announcing something, I would say, over the next... Two weeks. Two or three weeks that will be phenomenal. 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 Wiretap covers a lot of different things. I think you're going to find some very interesting items coming to the forefront over the next two weeks. We'll be reporting back sometime over the next two weeks. Two weeks. We don't have press conferences, and we do... You don't mean that. We just don't have them. Unless I have them every two weeks, and I do myself. Two weeks. We're doing very well in the fight against ISIS, and we're going to be having a news conference in about two weeks to let everybody know how well we're doing. And the mines are starting to open up. Having a big opening in two weeks. 
Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, so many places. So a many places. A brand new mine. Unbelievable. In two weeks, the mines. Remember that? So many places. Two weeks. So many places. So many weeks. Two we Only, not so many weeks. Two weeks. How, how much longer, everyone? Really? How much longer are we going to take it? Wait, hold on. Something is giving me a... Something is playing here. Here we go. Okay. I heard myself echoing back at me. So I had to find the culprit. All right. Listen up, guys. I'm done. I can't handle it. I have a gigantic knot in my stomach. We've had some, we've had some ups and downs tonight. I am sorry I had to curse every other word. But on some level, it's sort of like a release. It'll, I should I should know better. My mother tried to teach me better. I'm sure she wouldn't be very happy. She wouldn't. She wouldn't like it. I should not curse. It's not ladylike. It's not professional. Not that I'm a... What am I, a professional? I got cats on the corner here, like, rubbing their asses on the rug half the time. <laughs> well, there's just Francis. He has a habit of doing that. But what are you going to do? They all have their little ticks. You know what I mean? There's many things I could go on all night. I wanted to say I have some interesting updates. I don't know. Progressive Voices on Saturdays, it's kind of weird. I have to figure this out. They have sold um, something happened. I don't know. They sold some ads because, you know, they tried to, they're trying to, you know, be like us and support the liberal media. Nobody supports the liberal media. Progressive voice. I know this for a fact because progressive voices, they, they actually went around. They had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. go around and do presentations to all these liberal, these uh, rich liberals. You think they support progressive voices? No, no, they don't. They don't open their wallet. I don't know what's wrong with them. They don't seem to understand how vital it is to have a real liberal media. I guess they're okay with plopping a camera in front of a con man and, and jerking off to it all day. I don't know. With Chuck Todd talking about s scratching an itch, doing nothing. He's useless. How much money does Chuck Todd get paid? The most useless human beings on the planet. He's like, he's right up there with, uh, with Willie Geist, frankly. Chuck Todd. Why? Why is anybody, does anybody really think or say, oh, I, I can't wait to see Chuck Todd on this or that or meet the press. I, it's, it's not the same without him. If he calls in sick, is anybody like, oh, my God, I was really hoping that Chuck Todd was going to do this interview? No. No. All he is, he's safe. He's a safe little lickspittle, and that's all it takes. 
He makes a habit out of being wrong. That's his point. His 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 whole entire existence is meant not to have a clue. You understand? Not to do not to give anybody a clue either. In fact, I don't know, speaking of, I I took this not just to scratch an itch. This is a this annoyed me too. Before I go. Oh, well, what I was talking about with progressive voices is that they they sold some advertising, so now they sent me an email saying that I have to do my show. I don't have to. It's going to take some time. I have to learn how to do this. And I have to give them enough room to put commercials in it for the progressive voices feed. So that what that means is I still only have two hours on Saturday, but... I have to carve out different time, you know, like as if you're watching a different, another show or a real show and they say, we'll be right back. Oh, there's the clock. I have to, you know, that's how it's going to have to be. I don't know. So that's why I say be a patron. If you want to have an actual show that goes on every single goddamn day, because the show is going to have to be shorter on Saturdays. And yeah. There will be a learning curve. So, as it stands, I will have to carve out 16 minutes of time from the show. So, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's a coming. So, become a patron. I know it sucks. Or maybe, I don't know, if that happens, I'll do the two-hour show for Progressive Voices that has the time cut out. And then we'll do a patron-only extension you know for another hour or half hour i don't know something has to happen i'm doing the best i can all you can do is be a patron if you want more or if you don't want then you pull your patronage and i'm out of here and i go to ireland and i look uh, i sit on a cliff and i and i become happy for the first time in my rotten life anyway so Chuck Todd said this today, and it annoyed me, and I grabbed it. Sometimes I'm watching, and I have the, I'm ready to grab some clips that piss me off, and I happen to get this. Here it is. People need to learn. If you like your boneless chicken thighs, a lot of labor went into that. A lot of, lot of, lot of hours, a lot of work went into getting you that special packaging, and maybe that isn't going to be available that way for some time. Anyway, Dan Glickman, former Secretary of Agriculture, thank you for sharing a bit of your expertise with thank us. Thank you. Okay. You know why that pissed me off? Let me play it one more time. People need to learn. If you like your boneless chicken thighs, a lot of labor went into that. A lot of, lot of, lot of hours, a lot of work went into getting you that special packaging. Oh, and maybe that isn't is going to be available that way for some time. Anyway, Dan Glickman, former Secretary of Agriculture, thank you for sharing a bit of your expertise. There were, I'm sure he, f he felt when he was ad-libbing that, that wrap-up for, because they were talking about the sickness all over these factory farms. They don't, they're not talking about the sickness of a factory farm, but they're talking about the people who work in these factory farms, how they're treated like crap, and now they're all getting coronavirus, and they're shutting down these, these, uh, these slaughterhouses. And Chuck Todd, you know, I'm sure he felt like a real champion of the people there, saying, 
If you like your boneless chicken, you know, a lot of labor went into that. Oh, but not, um, let's disconnect, not the sacrifices of the living creatures that actually gave their life for human sustenance. They're just nothing. They're commodities. They have no feeling. They don't feel pain. If you stab them, they don't scream. If you try to kill them, they don't run. No. That's the disconnect that we have with our with food, with other animals, with with life itself, and it matters. Those chickens, they are a just a the little lower on the ladder than the people who are treated like shit in those plants. It is the complete disrespect for life in itself, and that's why we can have. I mean, it just irritated the hell out of me. That Chuck taught, if you like your boneless chicken, you know, a lot of labor went into that. What about the chicken? The chicken itself. Have some goddamn respect. And that's what I mean. It's the reason we have the goddamn coronavirus is because somebody wanted to eat some meat. In one of these filthy, disgusting slaughterhouses. So... There's Chuck Todd, just like the other day when we did the show, we were talking about the Catholic Church saying, oh, you've sacrificed enough. You can eat meat on Fridays. Are you kidding me? Disconnected from the sacrifice that living creatures make. (sighs) Anyway, what do I expect from, from the likes of Chuck Todd, who exists merely not to have a clue? Because if he has a clue, then you might have a clue. And if you have a clue, then this whole shit might come crumbling down. The whole system, the whole subsidy system, the kiss-up, kick-down, serfs and lords, trickle-down, I got mine, sucks to be you. Fake-ass so-called democracy. Then all might come crumbling down if we all put it together, that it's all connected. And there's, when Mother Nature tries to tell you something, like, hey, you know what? When deadly pandemics spring from something called a live animal market, a wet market? What is that? It's wet with blood. Then we really need to look at ourselves is they're making an incubator for uh, the next pandemic with remarks like that, with Chuck Chuck Todd saying, well, you know what, if you like your boneless chicken, well, you know what, the chicken liked to have a bone. The chicken liked its bones because it liked walking around with them. A lot of labor went in there, but not any sacrifice for the very life that a creature gave for human sustenance. Don't have any regard for them. Makes me sick. And it's all connected. Everything is connected. The ignorance on the cluelessness on the corporate media, if you don't think that that has everything to do with why we are where we are, then I hope you stick around because I hope, I hope to give you a clue. For Christ's sakes. It's really true. 
Oh, is that the American way? We're, uh, we're, that's, uh, we're, it's sort of like, uh, cluelessness is our birthright now. The disconnectedness. Ridiculous. It is all connected. It's all related. Of course it is. And if we don't realize that through this pandemic, then we are missing the greatest opportunity that we've ever been presented with. Because out of crisis is opportunity. If we let it pass us by, then we deserve what we get. We deserve it. We deserve to be trickled on. We deserve to sit there and let our brains go to mush with the clueless Chuck Todd. With the likes of him. He's fine, though. He thinks that he was really giving us some insight there. That's what makes me so annoyed. He really thought he was being a champion of the people. So why don't you look at the whole picture? It's not just the people in that plant getting abused. It's, the, it's all life. When you have no respect for the innocents, for those who can't speak up, even the most innocent creature, the ones they're not, I mean, this, even if it's a dumb chicken, it still feels pain. It still wants to live. What did God say, right? His eye is on the sparrow. I thought we were all such a Christian nation. Makes me, ugh, that's why I want to get out of here and sit on a cliff. So it's really, we should be ashamed. We allow it to continue. Just like the corporate dum-dums sitting there allowing themselves to be abused by a con man. All right, listen up. Listen, listen, listen. Let's remember, I want to thank you all for being a patron, for being a super chatter, for being a supporter. I want to thank you. Otherwise, we're not here. We don't do it. It doesn't happen. And the corporate media does what they do. They shut us down. They keep people stupid. At least when you have shows like this, Shows like Bob Kincaid, shows like Mike Malloy. We have a shot because this is the liberal media. And you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to be on Bob Kincaid's show at 6 p.m. That's his show. I'm not sure what time. Maybe I'll be on it at 7. It starts at 6. I don't know the time. I'll tweet about it. I'll post. I'll find out. Hopefully, we'll see you there. I'll try to do another show on Thursday. One of the good things about the pandemic, I guess, is that I'm home. Unless I have to do some other work to make money to keep all of this beautiful show and the website afloat. But um, that's why I ask you to become a patron, because if you do become a patron, the show will become a daily show eventually but we have a long way to go we need about a thousand more of you 
that's not such a high lift, but other shows do it. I don't know why we can't, but maybe, uh, maybe you'll, maybe I'm just dreaming. I'm dreaming. I wish I was dreaming. I should be dream. I should be dreaming very soon. Hopefully, it won't be a nightmare. It won't be a dream where I'm naked and I'm falling and my teeth are flying out of my head. I hate those dreams. But I do have a dream of one day living long enough to see this country actually become like my grandparents. Well, I didn't have a. I had a grandfather. I never met them. Both my grandfathers died before I met them. But. My grandmothers told me stories about the great prosperity. In fact, my aunts tell me stories about that. How you could go get a job. You had retirement. I mean, I see them now. They have retirement. My aunt and my uncle, they say, thank God. I'm so glad. Uh, We're very fortunate. We lived when we lived because they're able to retire. They were able to buy a house and retire and have a decent middle class life. They couldn't do it. They're just working people. Just honest working people. But, you know. That's how I hope. I hope that we uh, end up doing that again. We understand that we're in this together. That we leave no one behind. That is the American way. Not subsidy. Not giving subsidies to uh, rapacious, disgusting industries that shouldn't exist, or subsidies to people to prop up the sucky, the gross, greed-centered system. You know what I'm saying? All right, my friends, thank you all for hanging out. I hope to see you on the Discord page. If you're, if you want to connect between shows, please join us. Um, hold on. I'll post the link in the chat. Where is it? Beep, bop, boot, up, bop. Do, 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 do. Hold on. Beep, bop, bop, bop. Here it is. Go to Discord. Okay, here comes Tara Jr. Jr. And yes, I know you're a good boy. Yes, and become a patron, right, Jr.? Right? (laughs) He said yes. All right, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you very much. Like I always say, I want to... I hope to see you another day this week. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, please give the show a good review and become a patron. And other than that, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you very much. Like I always said, we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. We stick together. We win. I will see you very soon.